Good morning, City Church. This is Ben McKinnon with a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. Our lectionary reading today comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 through 12. In this passage, the author lays down a highlight reel for specific people of the Bible and their incredible faith. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, and when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised, therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born descendants as many of the stars as heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Sarah. Each of these people had one thing in common— a firm, and at times, imperfect faith. In all of these stories, these people were in places where they not only had to intellectually believe in God and his promises, but they functionally had to rely on God. Without getting into the weeds on the details of the stories of those people mentioned, I think it's important to understand the circumstantial spectrum for which their lives can be mapped onto. On the low end, Abel was murdered in cold blood by his brother. Let's put that at the bottom of the scale. Further, Abraham was made the father of a nation for which his descendants exceeded the number of stars. That seems like a pretty good place for the high end of the spectrum. All of these people, while they had a daily bread reliance on God, spanned a pretty impressive range of circumstantial outcomes in their lives. What are we to make of this? Why isn't there a common denominator among these saints? Functionally, I find this notion offensive. I like the idea that if we act or live in faith— we're rewarded with a prize. We did the thing, so we get a thing. There are books upon books with titles centered around living our best life now. Suffice it to say, some of these people wouldn't make the cut in that book. A nihilist would say that if we assume God's sovereignty, we have a chaotic God who doesn't consider our well-being in his calculus for the existential nature of the follower of Christ. An optimist would say that the suffering of the believer is ultimately a blessing from God and that it plays a role in big-picture sanctification for the believer. They both seem to ignore the fact that our lives are more than our own as we contemplate God's plan. My argument. The purpose of living by faith isn't to have a better life. 
is to live the life that was designed for us by the better designer. The nihilist and the optimist are both wrong because they're only viewing a life as something in the possession of someone. They assume that their body is truly their own and that their relationship with God and his sovereignty is an aspect of their private relationship with him. Practically, I consider my chronic pain. I was diagnosed last year with osteoarthritis, and the existence and management of my pain has become a non-insignificant part of my life. I've seen the sanctification taking place through it, but I've also noticed that God has been using it in service to others. My walk with the Lord hasn't cut down on pain episodes or made them more bearable. He uses this part of my life to better love and serve others. And if there's any fruit in the life of someone else by virtue of this, I would argue that the pain is absolutely worth it. In summary, one day I hope to have the idea that my body is not my own, truly a part of my functional doctrine. Consider areas of your life that seem unnecessarily sanctifying to you, and pray for seeing the fruits of God's utility of these circumstances in paving the way for saints to go ahead of you. Pray through this, and pray for God to give you a better communal understanding of His plan for you. That's all for today. Stay well and do good. Good Morning City Church is a weekday podcast produced by the staff and members of City Church of Richmond, located in Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about us, please visit citychurchrva.com. That's C-I-T-Y-C-H-U-R-C-H-R-V-A dot com. And thanks for listening.